Hey girl, welcome to Better You Podcast, where we're all about reaching for a better version of ourselves while keeping things realistic and doable. My name's Katrina, a mama of two who's obsessed with self-care, personal development, and supporting women on their journey any way I can. I'm here to give you simple tools and strategies that you can use to take care of your life, including your mind, as you design a life you love one day at a time. The goal is to ditch the busy, the stress, the tired, and build confidence that we need to choose joy and alignment. In this podcast, expect real talk, a little tough love, and simple takeaways that you can start using right now. Life is full of ups and downs, but with the right tools and mindset, we can truly live a life that we love. I'm right here with you, girl, your new BFF. Let's go. Hey, what's up? Welcome to Better You Podcast, where we are all about reaching for a better version of ourselves while keeping things realistic and doable. That's what I'm here to do. I'm pumped for today's episode because that's what I want to talk about, reaching for a better version of ourselves. So the other day I was listening to music when I was cooking and a Morgan Wallen song came on and it made me think of last summer when my nephew was giving my sister a hard time about taking a shower. I mean, like he would do it, but she'd have to ask him a lot. And if you're a parent, I'm sure that you know exactly what I'm talking about. So last last summer when I was home visiting, he was dragging his toes, you know, didn't want to dragging his feet, dragging his toes. You know what I mean? And he didn't want to take a shower. And I'm like, dude, you've got to do it. Like, here's what we're going to do. What could you do to make this experience better? Like, you know, and anyways, I was like, actually, here's what makes it better. You like music, right? And he's like, yeah, I like music. And I'm like, cool, we're going to add music to the shower. He's like, what? I'm like, yeah. Like when there's things you don't like, you just have to add something you like to it. Right. And so I was like, yes, we are going to add music to the shower. So I bring up, pull up my phone. I'm like, Hey, what song do you like? And he was like, I like this Morgan Wallen song. Cool. Here it is. I'm like, I want you to play it. And I guess it can be on repeat. And he's like, yeah, I like this song. Cool. I'm like, take a shower, listen to this song. He comes out. He's like, man, that wasn't that bad. And I'm like, yeah, because when you don't want to do stuff, music makes it better. Or you have to just find a way to add joy. And I was thinking about, I was able to offer him that trick because I've literally done stuff like that for myself. So when I was talking to him about it, when I was offering him the trick, like, I was all in and it was genuine because I'm like, I've done that myself and it works, right? And it it comes across different than when you are telling a kid to do something and it's like kind of bullshit, right? Like, or it's like they know you've not done it or or whatever. I can't think of a good example off my head, but hopefully you know what I'm talking about. But it like, I was able to offer that to him because I've done it. Like, I know that it works. Like, it's such a simple thing, but it works. And that's what made that experience so cool because I'm like, I've used that trick for myself, so I know it works. You guys, self-care and personal development, it's not just for us. It's not. And and you see this way, like, I think we get it wrong. We have it twisted. Either we think we're selfish or we have mom guilt or we feel bad or whatever when we put ourselves first, so we don't. Or, like, we think we can't because, well, I can't because I'm too busy because I have to work or I 
I'm, you know, got to run the kids all these places or whatever. Like people need us, right? That's why I can't. I pay, like people need me. I can't take time to do this for myself or like whatever the limiting bullshit excuses, limiting belief or excuse. Like I'm too old or I can't because it's expensive, whatever it is. I don't even know. Or I don't know how to like what, what our podcast, which you know, because you're listening to one, but like we have something something as to why we cannot fill our own cup but when we do and we're feeling good and we have more energy we're healthier like when you start taking care of yourself you get better right and and maybe you're sleeping more or whatever it is maybe you're drinking the water or something but you just start to have a different vibe you guys know that if you've seen someone who's like on a self-care journey they like have a different glow about them. They sure do. And, or someone who you just know that like works out at the gym or they, I don't know, they read the books, they do the work, whatever. They just have like a different vibe about them. And it, it's true. Like when we fill our own cup up, we show up in this world as a better version of ourselves. And then we are able to serve others better because we're better. And that's the secret sauce. Like that's what we need to understand. The, the list is endless of all the things that happen when we start working on ourselves, right? The list is endless of how it's like such a total domino effect. When we work on ourselves, everything gets better in our lives. So we bring more to the table. We have more to offer to our relationships. We have a better perspective about things. Maybe we're more understanding. Maybe we start seeing things as the gla- glass is half full or like life is happening for you, not to you. Like it's all just good stuff that happens when you work on yourself. Actually, I feel like there's nothing but positive things that come from choosing yourself, choosing to work on yourself first, right? Fill your own cup first. I can remember when I noticed how much my self-care journey, like the fact that I did personal development and I don't know, I was, was, when I was on my self-care, when I say self-care journey, mine was mainly nutrition, movement and personal development, like listening to podcasts and reading books that are all on, on personal growth and and motivation and just mindset and that kind of stuff. But I can remember when I noticed how much my self-care journey started to impact my classroom. Not only did it like help me with perspective on parent emails, like I could get an angry parent email and it like, it's not, I'm not going to say it didn't phase me because I think any teacher gets a little phased by a parent email. No, like we pour our hearts into our classrooms, right? We love our kids hard. And so then when you get a mean parent email or an angry parent email, you're like, damn, like I really am working hard, you know, but my perspective was different. I, it didn't tear me up for two weeks because I was like, oh my gosh, like they really had the story twisted because their kid's 10 and didn't tell the story correctly, which is fine but they really love their kid and they really want what's best for kid and their kid. And wait, I want what's best for their kid. Oh, we just have like, we just got to communicate a little bit. Like I could totally just not even take it personally. It would be like if someone told me my hair was too black, like, Oh, like actually it's not. So it doesn't even resonate with me. Right. That's something that came from personal development. I could handle stress better. Like I, I like stuff like that, but not only did it do that, it also, changed how I could show up for my kids. I could bring these lessons. I could start our day with lessons and it was straight up from stuff I had just learned myself and I was doing myself. Like 
We're going to start gratitude journals. I started gratitude journals with my kids because we were focusing on the good. We would go through our day and look for the good. And when you look for the good, you find the good and your day gets better. And it doesn't mean that there's not unfortunate things that happen, bad things that happen or whatever, but we don't dwell on them and put them on a pedestal. We just focus on the, the good and the good gets better, right? Or when I learned about how important our language is, it's like, how we talk about things. So at the end of the year, when our standardized test was coming up, I would tell, I would teach them all year long, guys, it's something that has to happen. So if we're going to talk about, oh, I hate it. And, oh, I'm so nervous. And, oh, I'm going to fail and whatever. That's going to be our experience. But if we change our language around it and if we're like, well, it's something we have to do. And I've been, you know, learning all year and practicing all year and studying and stuff. And so I can just, I'm just going to try my best. That's a whole new experience. So I was able to just bring tools and resources and good, genuine stuff to the table for my kids because I was working on it myself. And so I had tools and strategies to give them because I had just learned them in the way I was trying to grow myself. And, and then I remember like parent conferences and cards and stuff I'd get from parents. It was such a different vibe because I was a different vibe. And, and I'm not like, I'm saying this all in like a humble way. I'm like just being real, but like, I can remember when I was showing up as a better version of myself, it was like evident, like parent conferences. Okay. Yeah. We talked about grades and stuff, but really it was so cool. I didn't feel like uneasy if I had to tell a parent that their kid was, you know, had a D or something because I, I was like, look, we've identified where we're struggling and now we know what direction to go. And like, I could present things differently. And, and I, I was loving the whole kid. I didn't care about just their science grade. And I was getting stuff from parents of like, thanks for loving my kid or thanks for helping my kid be a better person. Or kids were telling their parents, Miss McMurtry loves us hard or whatever it was. And it's like, it all just shifted. It all just shifted. And, and it's not because I got some special certification or went back and got another master's degree or something like that. It was just because I was bettering myself and it was awesome. I was able to show up as a much better version for those kids all because I was working on me. And that was huge. And that I couldn't believe actually when, if like you would have told me when I chose to sign up for Beachbody and start working out at 4.30 in the morning. And then later I started changing my tr nutrition. If you would have told me then that, oh, you're going to become a better teacher because of it. Like, yeah, okay. Like, what does that even have anything to do with anything, right? Like, it seems backwards, really. Like, totally backwards. Kind of like in cars. Look, I just got back from, <laughs> I just got back from Art of Animation, um, a Disney resort. And they have a whole section on cars, like, when you're walking campus, they've literally got freaking Mater and Lightning McQueen and all these cars like sitting out. You can take pictures with them and stuff. So think about in cars when Doc Hudson tells Lightning McQueen that you have to turn right to go left. Do you remember what I'm talking about when he's like, you have to turn right to go left and Lightning McQueen's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And he kept crashing and he knew that Doc must have known something because Doc was like a famous racer, right? So he's like, 
I know that Doc knows what he's talking about, but I don't get it. I don't know how you turn right to go left. And he kept practicing and kept crashing and kept practicing and kept crashing. And he was getting so frustrated. But he's like, obviously, this is going to make me better. So I'm going to do it. And so he did. He finally did. He learned it. And he became a better racer because of it. So I guess in this analogy, I'm Doc. And I'm telling you to turn right to go left. <laughs> A.K.A. Work on yourself and life around you will get better. Seriously, you'll show up as a better version of yourself. And it's like this beautiful domino effect. It really is. And then you can be a better friend because you have more empathy. You're bringing more empathy to the table. Like, hey, I can help you with this tough season or I have advice to offer because I just have done work and dug into this PD and I learned things and I grew on the other side, right? Or you have strategies to give your teenage daughter because you're like, look, sis, I'm dealing with something like this too, or I've got these negative thoughts too, and here's what's working for me, or like, hey, let's be accountability partners or whatever. And you can bond through that, and you can give her strategies, and you guys can get better together. And it's genuine, not just like stopping a little bitch or something. Like that's not serving anybody, you know? So it's like, oh, now I have strategies because I've been doing the work myself too. And honestly, it's like, let's think of circle of control. You have the most control over yourself. It's you. It's your body. It's your actions. It's your decisions, right? Think about this. Anytime something's bothering you, work on yourself. And I know that sounds crazy, but hear me out. So a friend's bothering you or a person or someone at work like bothering you. Okay. Ask yourself why. What is it? What is it about the way they're doing this thing or how they're saying this or why is it a trigger? Like dig deep because when something is bothering you and it's about another person, it's actually a red flag on something that we need to dig into personally. Um, because really everyone's allowed to live the life, like their life, how they want. So if it's bothering you how someone else is living their life, like we've got a deeper problem here. We've got a deeper issue. Jensen Cheryl. She talks about this idea on You Are a Badass. She was saying, like, if someone's annoying you or if you're, like, so triggered by a person and, like, you don't even want to be around them or you're like, oh, my gosh, this person. She's like, it's actually like they're holding up a mirror and whatever it is that's bothering you about them, it's actually something about yourself. And... There's a deeper underlying issue that you've got with yourself. So it's actually not even really about that person. And she explains it really good in um, You Are a Badass. It's actually, when I listened to it the first time, I'm like, I feel attacked. But then so many other people talk about this. I'm sure Mel Robbins talks about it. Like all these different influencers and all these people in the motivation, personal development world. They talk about this and they all say, every one of them say the same shit in a different way. And it's beautiful to hear it from like all the different perspectives. But really, if you've got an issue with someone, it's really something about yourself, right? Because someone showing up as their true self shouldn't bother you. And if it does, well, hold on, right? We got to We got to dig into that. So anytime something's bothering you, you got to dig into yourself, Okay. Okay, your kid, dang it, they're bothering you, how they're acting or what they're doing. Well, do more work on yourself. Open your horizon. Listen to a parenting podcast or follow a kid psychologist on social or 
um, I forget what all their titles are, but I follow different um, people on social media and they share all sorts of info on kids and how they operate and why they act the way they do. And then you actually learn how to show up better for your kid or for your students or any kid kids in your life and, and how to show up for them and what they need. And you become a pe- better like human for those kids in the process. Like that's amazing. So don't blame the kid. They're little, they're young. Even if they're 17, I don't care. They still have so much to learn. You turn inward and work on yourself and you can show up better for them and maybe offer tools for them or um, help find what they need um, in that season of life, right? So it's so good of like, something's bothering you, turn on yourself, like relationship, work on yourself. Like it's all we can control. We can't force someone to be better or be different, but we can work on ourselves and maybe it helps our perspective or it helps the way we communicate. And then things can get better, better from that. So like when I started learning about love language and Enneagram types and how people operate, it helped me understand not just like Brian, my spouse, it also helped me understand like coworkers, my students, my friends, my family, like it was eye opening. And I really just wanted to know how I operated. I wanted to just learn about myself and why I do the things I do and, and just learn about, oh, okay, so this is who I am. And in return, I'm like, whoa, like I have a whole new perspective on all the people and the relationships in my life. And oh, okay, so this student, they just really need words of affirmation. Oh, okay, this coworker, she really just must be an Enneagram four. Like it, it was just really awesome. It was just really awesome. And, and it was all because I was just working on myself. I really could go on and on and on about this stuff really, but I was talking to a friend the other day and we were talking about like, gosh, choosing to like be a better version of yourself, choosing to be healthier, choosing to work on yourself. It really seems like the only way to go, right? Like if you focus on movement and nutrition, you're probably going to lose some weight, right? You're going to spend less money because you're not eating out and eating garbage and whatever. You're going to feel better. You'll probably have a better attitude because now you're building momentum and making better choices. And when you make better choices, like you just keep the ball rolling, right? You're going to get more clear and focused on what it is that you want, right? Yes, it seems to be the, quote, easier option to eat junk and be lazy and not work out or not try to figure out, you know, when are you getting a workout in or gosh, when are you going to listen to a podcast or write in your journal or oh, I need to make time to do this. That seems easier, right? Uh, I don't really feel like planning out meals this week or whatever it is when I'm going to get to the gym. But is it easier? Is it really easier? I feel like we feel worse physically if we don't move. I know I can say for a fact, I mean, this summer I tweaked my back twice. And so I've been trying to, my movement has been like stretching and then keeping up with the kids and walking around the block. But I've not been doing like weights and workouts and whatever. Cause I'm like, let's get this back over this hump. But in return, I'm like, Ooh, I feel stiff. Ooh, I feel achy. Ooh, I feel like I don't feel as good because I'm not getting in all the movement. Right. Or like, Mentally, you might even feel worse um, when you're not like because if you're not planning or if you're not prioritizing or whatever, maybe that's causing you underlying anxiety and you don't even realize it. So the easier options, air quotes, easier might not always be easier. And we think, well, they're our comfort zone or I don't have to 
put in as much work, but then now you're having to put in work on why am I having these headaches, ooh, these anxiety attacks or whatever symptoms or things that you're experiencing, right? Contributing to life fatigue or whatever. Maybe you're not making sleep a priority. So you're always fucking tired. And so then you're drinking all this caffeine and then you can't sleep at night. And now you're tired, like whatever it is. So what about we work on ourselves and see where that gets us? Let's just try, right? Look, reaching for a better version of yourself isn't easy, but neither is never making a change and just coasting through our days and like seeing what life throws at us. Okay. Remember there's hard every day. Every day is hard. You just have to choose your hard, right? It's hard to stay where you're at because you're dealing, maybe you're dealing with anxiety and fatigue and headaches and blah, blah, blah. Or it's hard to make a change because then you're going to be dealing with Ooh, eating is different or I have to plan and it takes more mental effort or my legs are sore because I haven't worked out in a while. But choose your hard, right? Easy, choose your easy, choose your hard, whichever way you want to look at it. But look, reaching for a better version of yourself, it's not perfect. And it's definitely not linear. Did you hear me? Definitely not linear. So drop the belief That once you decide that you want to do better, you'll never eat another Dorito again. Okay. Like it's just bullshit. It like it does. It's not linear. And then we go through different phases of life. Right. I was killing it. I've tweaked my back twice. I'm not killing it. I've gained like 10 pounds this summer. That's where I'm at. But August, my husband and I are doing like 75 hard, but we're doing August hard for the month of August where you, you got to work out, um, So it's two workouts a day. They each have to be 45 minutes and one um, is outside and 10 pages of a book, like a personal development book a day and a gallon of water and um, following a nutrition plan and all these different things. And we're going to do that in August just to kind of like give us a little pep in our step, right? Because he ironically hurt his back too. Like one day we went to the chiropractor together and we're like, look, Heather, this is not a sick joke. I don't know. Our backs are both out. It is what it is. But like, (laughs) that's like, it's not linear. Progress is not linear. Like you take some steps forward, you take some steps back. Who knows when you're going to have an injury or something comes up in life or a family member gets sick. Like we don't know, but we just keep going, right? You got to drop the belief that, you know, I, well, then I fell off the wagon. Look, we're not riding a wagon actually. There is actually no wagon, okay? So there's no such thing as falling off the wagon, okay? Oregon Trail was an awesome game that we played when we were kids, but we're actually not on a wagon anymore, okay? We're just creating a life that we love by making lifestyle choices and little changes, one little baby step at a time. That's what we're doing. That's all, okay? We're just going to keep trying and learning from our failures because there's going to be a lot of them, and that's okay, And then we're going to grow and we're going to make some adjustments and we're going to just keep going, right? And keep it doable and focus on what we're gaining from reaching for a better version of ourselves. This is exciting stuff. It's exciting stuff because we only get one life here, guys. We only get one life here. We're not getting any younger, okay? I'm here to make it the best I can. That's what I'm doing. I want to make this life the best I can, okay? I hope you're with me or I hope you want that too, right? Let's feel our best. Feel good. I want to feel good. Do you want to feel good? That's, I don't know. That's where I'm at right now. I'm on one. Just came back from Disney. I'm ready to go. Okay. So 
Let's reach for a better version of ourselves together. Baby steps. That's all we're doing. This is just kind of like refocusing on why we would do that and what like we have to gain from it. Okay. You're doing awesome. I'm right here with you, girl. Let's go. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I hope you found a takeaway that was helpful for you or something that resonated. I'd love to know if you liked my message. It would be awesome if you would DM me or share this episode and tag me at Katrina McMurtry. We're in this together. You're already doing it. You're making moves. I'm so grateful you're here. Keep being awesome. Awesome.